Hey, hey, this is Spraymakers, a podcast that dives deep into the world of slalom with your hosts, Chris Rossi and Trent Finlayson. Rossi and Trent are two of the baddest dudes to ever ride a water ski, and they're here to discuss all the topics you ever wanted to know about. In this episode, they'll chat long and shallow over short and deep fin settings, what each one accomplishes, as well as what you can learn from riding each setup. This podcast is brought to you by Radar Skis, the crew that has dedicated their lives to honing their craft. Now, without further ado, enjoy episode one of Spray Makers. Trent, how's it going down there in sunny Texas? Chris Rossi. Hey, buddy. Uh, it's absolutely incredible today. Uh, 75 degrees. Um, it's mountain bike season, <clears throat> to be clear. But if you if you wanted to water ski, you absolutely, uh, you absolutely could be on it today. What's your water temp down there? Um, it's, it's crazy. This time of year, man, it, it goes all over the map where it was you know, 70, two weeks ago, it's probably 60 today. Um, you know, we, we're still, we had two freezes this week and our, uh, yeah, our weather's a little bipolar down here in, in February, but it's about to be hot soon. Well, here in Salt Lake city, it is snowing slash raining down here in the Valley, dumping in the mountains and we are not skiing. Not water skiing, at least. It's snow ski season. So good time to be doing this. And uh, I'm pretty excited about uh, what we got going on here. So, um, yeah, you want to talk about this? Like, we're going to do some talk about ski setups and fins and, yep. you know, yep. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I think kind of the, 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 the place to start is really with the question, Chris, like, where the hell do you start? Where do you start? You know, you've got a, a brand new ski um, you know, a new shape for you, let's say, and you're going to, you know, invest 20 or 30 sets into, into getting this thing set up for you for, you know, for the bulk of the season, where, where do you start? Well, for me, obviously as, uh, you know, I'm actually kind of starting blind when we start with a new ski because it's uh, it's something that came out of my head and then obviously we make the ski and then now it's it's produced and it's time to go out there so there is no factory recommendation mm-hmm. or thing like that so it's it's actually a really good uh, topic because for me what I would traditionally do is set the ski up exactly how I had my previous ski set up uh, and then I go out and ski on it and then. Um, Usually, you know, obviously when you make changes to a ski, you're going to have different reactions out on the water and and, uh, new things happening. And so my my first focus is always on uh, boot placement. So I will go out and ski a set and um, decide if I need to maybe move my boots forward or move my boots back. And then once I find the spot where, to me, the the running attitude of the ski seems to be uh, most comfortable in, in my realm of how I ski, then I start messing with the fins. So I look at boots being the rough, the rough setup, fin being fi- uh, fine-tuning. Yeah, that, and that's exactly it. That's that's where my, my head's at too. Where, where boot location is is like you're saying, it, it, it's it's the bulk of it. it, it your your boots being in the right place is really what's going to ter- determine how this ski rides. And and that fin is like like you said, it's fine tuning. And it's I think it might be a little less of an effect uh, on the big picture than than some people you know might might want to might want to believe. What? How do you? So how do you know? Let, let's just go then. How do you know when your boots are too far back? Uh, when my boots are too far back, that's a good question. I think that, uh, for me, I feel like when I come off the second wake, when my boots are too far back, I lose the ability to go outward bound. Mm -hmm. 
and I tend to straight line more at the buoy. And then I get more of a, I call it like a windshield wiper type of turn where I, I can't really feel the front of the ski. My boots, when they're too far, well, when they are back, when your boots are back, you get a lot of power over the, the back half of the ski. So you can really, you come in with your tip high, but then you can drive the ski around. And so basically when my boots are too far back, for me, I just feel like I'm not using the whole ski. I'm using just the back end of the ski. I can still turn it. I can actually turn it really hard because it's a, yeah. so it's like a slippery or a quick turn. Um, but then when I do hook up off the backside of the buoy, I don't have the amount of ski in the water that I want to get my side to side drive. Yeah. And how about, how about you? Same thing? Kind of yeah, similar? Yeah, what, yeah, what do really you What do you feel? Really similar. Like for me, the a big telltale is is through the exit of my onside turn and my heel side turn, I feel like the ski swings between me and the boat too early. Okay. You know, so it, it's, 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 which is kind of, a, it's a, you can mistake that for a positive, you know, cause you're getting these like really quick tail, powerful, uh, or power through your tail turns, but I'm getting, everything's just happening way too soon. You know, my feet are my feet are between me and the boat before I've even advanced started advancing towards the wake. So I feel like it's just this quick pivot, which gives me a heck of a lot of angle. But everything's come through too early, so then I've lost sort of that 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 platform to stand on and accelerate on. You know, but uh, I'm, I'm through and and between and my skis between me and the boat, and I haven't even started moving back to the wakes yet. And I really don't want my ski to be that far through until I'm at the first wake ready to switch edges. So, you know, when, when my boots are way too far back, it's, it, it's that quick pivot turn and just similar to what you're saying, no platform or no ski to stand on to, to accelerate into the wake. Is it almost um, like, is it almost like when like your feet get too far ahead of you mm, so that exactly. your body isn't over your feet as you, exactly. in, when you're starting to enter the wake. So you don't have that kind of that power that you're looking for. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then on the other end of the spectrum, for me, when I get my boots too far forward, that's when, and, and I know there's different ways of interpreting this, but that's, that's when I start feeling like I, I can't climb on the boat as, 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 as long as my speed should be allowing. You know, I've, so my boots get forward. I've got this really good platform to accelerate into my head change on. But as I come through the second, the second whitewash, I feel like everything starts starts rounding the corner a little bit earlier than I want. So, so I feel like, I mean, I'm running a nice line in terms of my direction is good, but everything engages a little bit too early and, and I just start shutting down into the turn sooner than I want to. Yep. Yeah. I think that's pretty much spot on. I mean, for me, I think one of the things that I feel like when boots start getting too far forward, I actually really like the way the ski feels in general. It gets really, <clears throat> it gets really locked in. Um, I would say like boots forward is a, is the more you run your boots forward, the more you lock into a one shaped carved turn. Mm -hmm. So the ski, you know, as you move your boots forward, you end up effectively with more ski behind your boots. So when you do come into a turn, it's a lot harder to manually push that ski around. Um, so, you know, obviously when you're on that, that really easy or on, on that nice high line that you feel really comfortable on and don't need to change your turn shape, you know, having your boots forward and, and really locked in, it feels great. Uh, so I've, I've run some of the best, you know, early passes for me uh, with my boots forward. But as the line shortens for me, 
uh, that's where it kind of starts showing you like it's too locked in because you'll, you know, you're not perfect. So you end up, you know, maybe pulling too hard behind the boat, getting ripped to the inside a little bit. And now I'm locked into a turn that I don't want to be on. And I need to manually drive the ski around. And when my boots are too far forward, that tail just is so overpowering me that I cannot get it to drive through. So I, I don't necessarily feel like I don't, I don't bury my tip that bad, but I think, I think I'm really sensitive to, I kind of know where to stand on the ski. I think that's part of my skiing style is that I'm, you know, I'm very aware of where I'm standing over the ski at all the moments. So like for me, I can, I can run my boots all the way forward on the ski I ski on now or all, well, all the way back I'm, I'm less successful on, but I can actually run my boots really far forward as long as I do a corresponding fin move to, uh, to free it back up. But the question is what, what, what does, what works the best? And I think that that's what we're talking about. You have to kind of go to both extremes to find out, okay, that's too far this way. That's too far forward. Somewhere in the middle here, I felt the most comfortable when I had the boots here. And that's basically, that's basically what we're talking about. Yeah. And then, and then luckily, like, you know, we're talking about, you know, on our ski, we're talking about, you know, for the, just for like, you know, the consumer, the, the guy that's, that's, that's buying our ski and not, not, uh, the guy designing it like yourself. Uh, we're talking about, you know, uh, like a half an inch, you know? So, so, I, so, okay. So now we're trying to decide, <clears throat> um, how the ski responds best to us. So we want to use as much ski as we're comfortable using. So now you got your boots in the right place. Um, you know, plus or minus half an inch on, um, arbitrarily, but plus or minus half an inch on the recommended settings. What do you start with on your fin? Uh, for there, you know, I just, I usually start with whatever, uh, I had been skiing at for the previous season for my fin settings, just because, you know, the, the shape of that fin is what I was used to. So it gives me something to, uh, compare against. Um, so right now, Traditionally, I have been liking more of the long and shallow style of fin setups. So, you know, something in the 2.45 range and something long like 6.97, Mm 6.98. But I mean, the one thing I would say is that I'm I'm not the type of person that's locked into like I'm a long and shallow all the time type of guy. Like uh, when I skied on the Pro Tour, I skied with uh, short and deep a lot. Um, so I think it's best for people to really, you know, kind of do the, the polar opposites and try both, uh, long and shallow, uh, long and shallow and short and deep. I'm definitely going to mess that up at one point. I'll say short and shallow or <laughs> something yeah. funny, but, deep and uh, long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Deep and long. But, uh, I think, uh, I think one of the, one of the things that is the, I think the biggest mistake in fin setups in general, um, is that people read the internet and they say, Oh, if I make my fin longer, uh, it drops the front of the ski and it gives it more tip bite. Well, that is true. As you move the leading edge of your ski, uh, more out of the bottom of the ski, or you make your fin as we call it longer, it does actually pull the front of the ski down. Um, but if you leave your fin depth the same and your distance from the tail, the same, and just add the front of the fin out of the ski, yes, you're getting more tip bite, but you're also, and this is what I think people critically miss, is that you're actually adding fin area as well. And um, I, so I think fin area is, is probably the most overlooked um, aspect of ski setup. And so people, you know, they, they go round and round, they say, well, I added this fin, 
yeah, my had a little more bite, but the turn actually got bigger. You know, like what's exactly. going on? Exactly. You know? And so I think that that's kind of the thing that you have to understand, and 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 that just leads right into well, why do why do we have long and shallow versus short and deep? Well, the bottom line, in my opinion, is that you're actually ending up in a pretty relatively close zone of fin area. And then it's just depending on how you want the ski to react and how sensitive you, you like it to be. How, how, how do you think about that? Or what do you think about that? No, I mean, that's, <clears throat> that's exactly it. And I, I think that's how people get lost, you know, down this rabbit hole is, is they're, they're trying to, to, to singularly change one aspect of their, of the, their skis characteristic, but, but in the meantime, they're, they're changing the other three, you know? Um, <clears throat> and I think that one's a great example, adding that leading edge cause they want a, a sharper, you know, particularly the, the people like, uh, attribute that to, to on a more aggressive offside turn. But so now you're adding length, 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 <clears throat> but now you got all this extra surface area. So that's, a, that's, that's affecting you know, roll and, and drift and, and, and everything else. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's being accountable for surface area. And that doesn't mean that you need, you know, you need to be a mathematician, but you know, you can consider as you're making your fin longer, you might also want to make it a little bit shorter or sorry, there we go again. As you're making your fin longer, you might also want to make it a little bit shallower if you're only trying to affect one thing. And, and, and you get, um, people get lost chasing this, chasing this, uh, chasing this perfect setup because they don't realize that every time they're changing one thing, they're, they're changing it inadvertently changing three others. I, I mean, I think that's a, a really good, a good point. And, uh, it's it's almost I think it's I think it would be really intimidating. I mean, I've, I've obviously you and I have done this for the better part of our entire life, so we feel real comfortable making changes and uh, adapting to those changes rather quickly. Um, but I think that uh, you know the, this this kind of it's it's overwhelming to people. It's it, it was it's exactly what you were saying. You know, it's overwhelming, and and so they try to pick one one aspect and just add that length. But then you realize you actually just threw off everything else. So I actually do think that it is a if you're going to add length, you're going to need to take away uh, if you like the way a ski set up. Actually, this is a good good point. If you don't like the way the ski is skiing, changing one a- aspect of a fin could improve that right? Mm-hmm. Like yep. if you were short on fin area and the ski felt too loose and you needed some more t- tip bite, let's say off your offside turn, then adding length could be your answer. So it's not like this isn't something that you can do, uh, but that's probably advanced. So what I would say is most of the time that a consumer grabs the ski off the shelf or has it shipped to them or however they purchase their ski, that there's a reason why you have factory fin settings. So when we uh, here at Radar or whatever, when we uh, send out factory settings, we've tested these things uh, with a multiple multitude of skiers, uh, multitude of abilities, and found that you know we have some setups that seem to work really well for a lot of people. And so this is where we like people to start. And there is a reason why you have adjustable fins and your boots can move around so that you can customize it to yourself. So, uh, it's just kind of like that important, that important end of things, right? Like you'd agree with that, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think that's, uh, that's kind of the thing too, is that people maybe fail to take into consideration is that factory settings 
our factory settings for a reason. It, it's, you know, with radar, there's a dozen of us of varying abilities and, and experience levels and, and ski styles that are, um, <clears throat> you know, collaboratively trying to come up with, you know, okay, not necessarily what's best for me, but what's going to work the best for, you know, the, the, like a, a broad range of abilities. Um, and that's, you know, where being a coach come, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, of, uh, benefit in that, trickle down to the consumer because I get to watch our product over a wide range of, of ability levels and, and styles. So, um, I think where we were going was, you know, starting, uh, somewhere near factory recommendations exactly. is always a, is always your kickoff point. There's a reason, there's a reason why we ended up to, to that place. And I think ultimately, if you look at them, they're the thin area of both the long and shallow recommended and the short and deep recommended is actually really close. And I do something that uh, mathematicians, physicists, and all of this would definitely disagree with. And um, But for me, it's always worked. It's something that I've kind of always done throughout my career. And that is, I just use a number that's called length times depth. And it's not one half and all the, the, the appropriate equations, but I just go length times depth and I get a number. And that number is usually like 17, between like 1704 and 1714, you know, it's not a, not a huge difference in fin area there, but like that, that's the number that I get to. So for me, if I like the way a ski skis and I want to change my setup, then I say, if I want to add 10 thousandths length, then I can do the math and figure out how much I need to reduce my depth Mm -hmm. to keep my same fin area. Now, obviously, like we talked earlier, you're not always going to be exactly set up right before you start, but that's kind of the general premise of how I do it. And uh, like I said, it's not, uh, it's just how I do it. So, yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's explore this a little bit then. Um, You know, at Radar, we do, we offer two different factory settings, one being the shallow, long, one being the deep, short. So let's just explore those two. Like currently you typically are riding the, the shallower, longer setup. Um, what's, what is it about the deep and long that, that keeps you going back to a shallower setup? Uh, so deep and short. So, so you want me, me, I know, right. You want me to, so do you want me to talk about the, uh, short and deep? Why I, why I shy away from that at this moment? Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. Or or what you notice about it, like what, like what, what steers you back to the shallower settings? So when I, so when I go from, uh, the short and deep back to long and shallow, like the, the thing that, that has happened to me is I immediately have this feeling of being freer of the boat. Um, and the ski likes to ride traditionally more level all the time. Mm-hmm. So for me, I like to, I like that feeling of like knowing where my tip is. Um, you know, as you, as you run a longer fin, the fin, front of the fin comes out of the fin slot further forward, the fo- more forward that comes out of the fin slot. Sorry, there's a lot there, but the more forward that point gets, the more tip pressure you get, or the more lowering of your tip you get all the time. Now, you know, obviously that can be a bonus or that can be a hindrance. So if you come off the second wake and your tip is buried, you're going to have a hard time, you know, going outward bound. But for me, I feel like, um, yeah, I just feel like this crazy 
kind of more free feeling. Yes, the line still stays tight, but I'm not being dragged by the boat is what I feel. Um, and then uh, it also, for some reason, uh, feels easier on my body. Like I, I feel like there's a lot less... Uh, I feel like there's a lot less uh, physical demand as I hook up from the from the turn and start my acceleration. I feel a lot less, uh, yeah, like power needed to generate the same amount of lean that I was that I would have to put more effort into when I go short and deep. Um, and then I think just really the tip feedback for me, like when I come off the second wake with a long and shallow and I start to my, allow my body to move forward, I can feel where the tip is and then I can judge where I want my body to be. And I can either move slightly more forward to generate more pressure or slightly more neutral to relieve that pressure. And so for me, knowing where that, where and how much tip pressure I get, I feel like I can, I can actually tangibly feel it better when I'm long and shallow. Yeah. So, yep. uh, but then let's, uh, what about if we flip that and say, what do you feel like when you go from shallow and long to short and deep? So why I prefer, or, prefer yeah, or, the, or why, do, why do you do it? Okay. Yeah. Because I do. And I'm, and I'm like you too, where I, <clears throat> like every season I'm running both, both spectrums. Um, but I do, I, you know, as the season gets on and, and, and I'm getting closer to tournament season, yeah, I go back to a deeper setting and, and what I find is that obviously depth is going to control roll angle. Um, so I, I find that I, I ski with a little bit less lean on a deeper, on a deeper fin. Um, just with my feet a little bit more underneath me as I'm accelerating into the wake, uh, and not so much between me and the boat. So I, I feel like I, I can ski with less lean angle, like body lean angle, and obviously a little bit less um, roll angle of my ski, and still gen- and still have enough grip and 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 hold that I can move forward and accelerate into the wakes. Um, that's the big one for me. Is is I feel like I don't. And it's a term, you know, it's an expression I use all the time. All the time, I feel like I don't lose my feet um, as early or as much. So it, by that, I mean as I come off the second wake through the second whitewash, I feel like my feet stay underneath me longer. And, and to me, that's allowing me to 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 take that speed I've generated and and basically outrun the boat to the buoy, if you will, or get further ahead of, of the load or, or further ahead of of the boat. You know, obviously not actually ahead of the boat, but. Um, so on the shallow settings, I love the way I feel. Um, I think free is a really, really um, at free and light is, is a nice is maybe a nice way of saying it. Um, I just feel like at my hardest passes <clears throat> that I just end up skiing with with more lean, more roll than I want, and then I end up having. Uh, uh, a harder time keeping that direction going off the second wake, th- you know, after the edge change. Um, and, and again, it's all, it, and that's, what's so fascinating about this stuff to me is, is it's, it's all of this stuff is, is, is all we're really trying to do is change the, change the input you're getting from your ski, change the, the where is the pressure? How much is the pressure? When is the pressure? Cause ultimately you're reacting to that information you're getting, right? So when I'm, like when I'm thinking about um, ski setup for me or for someone I'm coaching, I'm thinking more about what information do they need to get from their feet or from their ski so they'll stop doing that. You know what I mean? Like seldom is it like 
hey man, your ski is under turning. More often it's, okay, you're doing this that's keeping your ski from turning. So so what what different sort of sensory input do you need so you so you can confidently stop making that mistake? You know, yeah, I, I think that's I think that's a good way to look at it. You know, like, and I think it, it's because it, it gets dangerous when you're only trying to change your ski. You know, you're you're, you're not going to change your ski. You're going to change the way you react to your ski. And I know that's semantics only, but I think it's really important. Um, so no, it's, I think it's what you just said. What, and, what you yeah. just said is really key. You know, like you're changing the way the ski reacts to you and your movements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sorry, and, and, sorry to interrupt, no, but I think that no, I think that was and, really and key what you're talking about. And I think it's a safer it's a safer approach to, to ski setup um, because the onus is is still on you, <laughs> or or the onus is still on the athlete you're coaching. Because um, it is, man. It, it's a it's it's a dark hole to, to try to venture down if you're if you're simply just trying to change your skis characteristics it's um and again it's semantics but it's it's you know you're reacting to your ski your ski is reacting to you so you you know you're i think ultimately you're you're trying to change your setup so so you can make effective change on top of your ski and i just think it's important to keep that in mind yeah no i i hear that one and i, I definitely agree 100 percent because you get a lot of people who just want to uh, change the ski every set to make it better so that they can run more buoys without ever putting any emphasis on what am I doing as the skier that could make the ski be less critical or, you know, I guess that's the the reverse of that. Um, so, so that being said, uh, you know, like what, uh, are the biggest mistakes like you see your clients make uh, that are holding them back. Do you think that that is like that, that right there, like overtuning or is it, what, I, what do you think that is? I, well, I think it's, yeah, I do think it's that right there. I, I, I never have a problem with people, um, adjusting or, 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 or searching, but where it gets scary is, is when that, when that relationship between you and the ski gets ignored and you're only trying to you're just trying to uh, you're trying to change something that can't be changed. Like the ski is only going to turn, the ski is only going to accelerate based on the way you move. So <clears throat> I think that's the biggest. You know, that's kind of a broad thing, but you know, it's not like you know, generally people run too much wing or something. It's you know, I think it's bigger than that. I think it's um, they forget about the the most like key component is is the way you move in in relation to the information you're getting from your ski. So, um, so that basically, yes, that comes down to overtuning. It comes down to, you know, Hey, my ski's not moving out. So I'm going to do this. Okay. But now it's, now it's got too much bite. So I'm going to do this. And, and, um, it can be just, it's a dangerous hole, man. I've just seen a lot of people get, get derailed for, um, you know, for years, even chasing this, chasing this, um, this perfect setup that just does not exist. You know, I have the, they're, they're, the numbers are arbitrary, but I, I, I'm careful to tell people like, look, if you want to, if you want to reach the 85th percentile, but you know, in the world, let, let's just say your ski only needs to be 80, 85% correct. You know, it only needs to be 99% correct. Once you're trying to hit the hundredth percentile. And, and, and again, there is no right or wrong, but you know, that's why even with my skiing, I'm like, okay, I know that if my ski wasn't doing this at this point, I could clean this part up, but, but I'm running the perfect lines right now. I'm, I'm, I'm skiing as, you know, I'm skiing at a really high level. I'm going to manage that one shortcoming of my, um, of my setup because I am liking every single other thing it's doing. So I, I think 
there's a little bit of close is close enough kind of a, you know, kind of an, an, an appeal with, with, with uh, my students. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Actually, I think that's like pretty spot on really. Cause I also think that we get sucked into uh, trying to fine tune what we're good at. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like uh, I'm, I'm, I, I do a lot of setup change, a lot of fin change. I may go three weeks where I don't ski one set with the same setting twice Two, yeah. You know, like I, I, like I'll change every single set, you know, and that, uh, that varies wildly from when I was, uh, skiing on the tour and results mattered and, you know, I wanted to, to, to win or, or, you know, go out there and win every event. So at, at that range, my, my fin changes were really small, very fine. And I was working more on my, the mental aspect of my game, making sure that my, uh, my game plan, the, the, the tools that I needed to implement to, to for me to ski the best, you know, I always say that you, you got to have three, you can have up to three things you can think about while, while skiing, but they're, they have to be very simple, you know, like almost, uh, broken down into like one word means a sentence. And I could say those three things over and over again while I skied, you know, yeah. and, uh, to peak perform, you have to know what your ski is going to do. And so Thank you. if you get, yeah, if you get into this place where, yeah, if I just, you know, if my ski just did this a little bit better, I, I could, I'm going to run that, that, that pass I'm, I'm really struggling with. And then you put that three, three thousandths in or whatever it is, that little fine tune. Yeah. You know what? The ski turned a little better, but guess what? When you did climb on the tip, you blew the tail out and now you're in the water in a tournament and you didn't run that pass you wanted to run, you know? So I think that it comes down to like, you gotta, you gotta get yourself close. And once you're close, um, if, uh, and for most of you, this would be the case. We want to, we want to be running the most amount of buoys that we can run. So, you know, get, get your ski close. And then most likely you need to work on whatever else, uh, is your weak points in skiing, whether that's a, 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 phys- a physicality, whether that's a technique thing, you know, whether that's a mental thing, whatever it is, those are the things that you need to be improving on. So, you know, I definitely and, and, think that's a powerful thing. Yeah. And it changes, you know, based on where you are in, in like in, in your own learning curve, you know, um, someone like you, um, yeah, you can run a different setting every set for a month, but you, I mean, you know, you've got the thousands and thousands and thousands of hours, um, on the water. So, you, you know, you're not, you're not as confused about some of the feedback you're getting from your ski where, you know, someone still coming up through the ranks or or any of us still trying to get better like the the more familiar you are with 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 what your ski is doing the easier it's going to be for you to refine the movements that you're trying to make on top of the ski so um yeah yeah man yeah well i mean i think that's why like i like uh so when i was in the when i was uh running ski school and was in the boat uh all the time you know, I get people that would show up in, you know, late October or, you know, after nationals in September and they're like, oh yeah, I'm so excited to be here. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. I'm like, why did you pick now to come? And they're like, oh, well, I wanted to make sure I was in good shape and I was skiing Mm -hmm. my best and I wanted to get into it. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. I'm seeing, seeing you at your best. I'm like, you also just spent the entire year practicing things that I would have liked to have addressed earlier. Uh, in the year so that you could have spent it, uh, practicing it 
Um, you know, so I think like for me, it's the same thing. Like, how, like my suggestion to, to people would be go get coaching right off the bat. Even if it's your first sets of the year, I really don't care. Like bring it early so that you're, so that you're fresh, that you learn what you want for this year's, uh, for this year's season. And then you, if you're working with a coach, they're going to make sure your ski's set up close enough that you're, you're dialed in. So now you've got your ski, you have your ski working, right? You've got the coaching tools you need to implement. And now it's on you to go home and stay focused. I mean, that's the crazy next biggest thing I see is that people go to ski school, they, or, or, you know, they go and ski with a ski with a coach and then they're like, Oh, I got this. And then they stop thinking about what it is that got them those extra buoys while they Mm -hmm. ski with their coach. And they're like, well, now I'm back to doing the same thing. And you're like, well, you know, that's not the definition of insanity, right? Like doing the same thing, expecting a different result. Right. So, and and, and in keeping with that, that's something that is, you know, and we're pretty much going to wrap this up, but, but I, I, something I really, really stress to people, and it's something that I practice myself, is is spend, go crazy, spend as much time as you want at the beginning of the season, as many settings, da 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 da. Like you know, that's your t- that's your chance to ex- to explore. But but get your ski set up early in the season, and then leave it. You know, there there might be like tiny little adjustments, but but uh, you know, it just it, with that keeping with that sentiment of you know being familiar with your with your equipment, get it set up early. Uh, go ahead and do all your all your exploration early because you don't need to be skiing your best to 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 feel you know it's actually sometimes easier early in the season to 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 feel things because all those sort of neuro pathways aren't trenched in and you know you're 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 kind of open to feeling things in in a in a little bit from a little bit fresher perspective so get a set early get it as close as you can and then and then you know you don't need to be married to it but you need to stick awful close to that as tournament season comes on because that's you know again that's when when familiarity with with your equipment you know a runoff at the nationals say in okahili park like you're you're going to want to know what your ski is going to do at every single moment more so than have the ultimate ski set up 110 percent, trent i think you just uh, nailed it um it's been really fun. I think I think I think this is a good 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 place for us to wrap this up. I think that uh, we gave a lot of uh, insight into the long and shallow, short and deep, without getting too technical. I'm sure that's for some of you that was pretty technical, but uh, it's just something to wrap your head around. And then while you're reading reading across the internet and all those things, you can uh, maybe have a little better insight as to why people are running what they're running and things like that. Uh, I sure had a lot of fun talking to you and, uh, look forward to, look forward to it for next time. Uh, you have any closing comments? No, that's it, man. This is going to be a, this is be a fun project. Um, y'all just keep, uh, keep an eye out, keep an ear out. We're going to be, uh, bothering y'all winter long. Oh yeah. Well, I'm Chris. He's Trent. We're the spray makers and, uh, we look forward to talking to you next time. Out. <laughs>